Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery. We have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. I have two big announcements I wanted to share with you. One, I'm excited to announce that we have closed on the sale of Midtown on Seneca, a property we bought in December 2020 in Tucson, Arizona. This is a 176-unit property built in 1972 that we purchased for $13.6 million, and we sold it for $28 million in under 20 months, which is amazing. The other announcement is that we closed on the purchase of Mission Antigua, a 248-unit we purchased for $59 million, also in Tucson, Arizona. And I'll go through each of the business plans and some of the obstacles we had to overcome to get these deals done. For Midtown on Seneca, this one definitely put us through the ringer at times, but at the end of the day, it was worth it. We bought it during COVID and assumed the loan from the seller. It was a, a $5.9 million loan, and we added a supplemental for $2 million for a blended rate of 4.52%. At the time, it wasn't a great loan. You could find cheaper loans, so we negotiated a $1 million credit from the seller to assume it. You'd probably pay a million dollars now to assume a loan with that rate. So obviously the proceeds would be pretty small. We brought in a PREF partner for an additional $5.9 million and raised $2.75 million. The PREF partner allowed us to not have to raise so much money. Plus they were capped at how much money they can earn. They get the first dibs on the cash flow, but they didn't get the upside of what we were able to accomplish. This was our first time using a PREF partner, so there was a lot of trepidation in the beginning, to be honest. You know, you have to build up some trust because they don't really sign anything until you come close to closing, which can be very stressful. But ultimately, we got the deal done, and the business plan, we saw a lot of upside. We thought rents were 16% below market. We were going to renovate the interior units, rebrand the property, improve the tenant base, redo the parking lot, add a barbecue area, and change out the property management. But the biggest project we did was change out the chiller lines, as that was causing a lot of problems, and we thought we'd have a big savings on utilities. Once we took over, we were really able to push rents above our performer quickly, as we had very high occupancy. We did have some issues, though. It was rougher than we were expecting. There were definitely some unsavory types on the property. We had fights, drugs, guns in the beginning. Our property management team did a really good job navigating those rough waters while still pushing rents. 
And you, you have to be careful with a rough property like that. You can lose staff. And, and ultimately, I think our staff got burnt out as we did have some turnover in the fall of 2021. With turnover, you can start sliding backwards. You have to be careful as things aren't getting done. Invoices get lost. Vacancy starts increasing. You may not see all this right away, but it starts building up quickly. We lost our regional manager. It took a while to get a replacement. And then the new one moved away shortly after due to a family issue. It was hard for our property management company to fill those positions. And ultimately, we had to make a switch to a different property management company. During this time, we decided to paint the property, which was a pivot from our initial business plan, but we thought it was necessary. We weren't spending all the money we had for interior renovations. We were doing very, very light renovations. So we were able to reallocate funds for painting. And we decided to paint because we felt it would get us a premium on the rents, which would increase the sales price at the end of the day. I couldn't say that it drastically changed the value, but I'd say it was definitely worth it. The new property management company took over and struggled with turnover as well. Quite honestly, it seemed practically everyone was struggling with turnover, but you still have to get the job done. You know, there are no excuses. We had some temp workers that helped us out, but it definitely cost a lot more, but the work got done. You know, it wasn't our first choice, but you have to find solutions even if it costs you more. We worked hard to get the most out of our onsite team and, and regional manager to execute on our business plan. We ended up bringing the property to market in the second quarter of 2022, and we received a number of good offers. Ultimately, we chose the highest bidder, an institutional buyer. This was my first time dealing with an institutional buyer, and with the market quickly changing, it wasn't the easiest of transactions to close. We had to run through hoops to get it done, which we did, like any deal more than ever because of the investor confidence and lending environment. The deal isn't closed until it's closed. So. We were holding our breath and finally we did close and it was a, a huge win. We made a ton of money for our investors in a very short period of time. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And we were able to accomplish what we did. It definitely took patience, persistence, and proaction to get the deal done from start to finish. If you can master those skills, you'll do very well in this business. I also wanted to spend a little time talking about Mission Antigua, our latest acquisition. Like I said earlier, this was a $59 million purchase of 248 units, Class B plus asset in Tucson as well. It was built in 1989, but I'll tell you, it looks like it was built in early 2000s. Just a beautiful property and well run by the same maintenance supervisor and property manager for over 18 years, believe it or not. 67% of the units are two and three bedrooms, so a nice mix of units. We put fixed debt on it at 5% on almost a 67% loan to purchase and 60% loan to cost and added some MES debt on top of it. Things were going smoothly in the beginning of getting this property under contract, but then the market started shifting and investors were becoming scared. It became a lot harder to raise capital and we had a mountain to climb as far as the raise. When I reached out to other operators, they all seemed to hit a wall as well around the same time. We had a couple of other deals in our pipeline and I had to let one of them go so my team could focus on the task at hand. We tried different ways to educate investors on why this deal made sense and why investing with an experienced operator like ourselves that focuses on only a couple of markets was a prudent decision. We finally raised the money, but we had another issue. Our MES lender and senior lender who had worked together before had an issue with the inter-lender agreement literally a day before we were about to close. This was news to us, and after a week of them negotiating, 
they couldn't get it done. So here we were $5.5 million short of, of closing. We negotiated an extension with the seller and had to release some earnest money. You have to give to get something. So that's what we did. We, we worked with the seller to, to extend our time. We had been working on some different options while the two lenders were negotiating to fill our gap. And we eventually found another MES lender that wanted to do the deal and would agree to the interlender agreement. We closed about a month later than expected. But at the end of the day, we wanted to buy the property. The lender wanted to lend and the seller wanted to sell. So we all kept working together and communicating to each other you know, the process so that we're all on the same page and, and made it as smooth as possible. You know, this is where that patience comes in. You know, it's, it is stressful, but you have to take a deep breath and, and focus on the controllables to keep moving forward and, and keeping everyone on the same page. Our business plan here is to continue renovating the remainder 25% of the units, burn off the lost lease as rents are almost $300 below market and add a dog park. A property of this size definitely needs a dog park and they're very inexpensive to install. And it's a great amenity for residents. I've seen some properties add a dog washing area, though we're not going to be adding that here. We're also going to be building in a couple of nice barbecues near the pool area, doing some landscaping work and adding a key fob system to make it more convenient for residents to get into the property, to get into the pool and the, and the gym area. We'll also add some exterior lighting as it was a little sparse when we did a tour at night. And we'll also add package lockers, which will generate some income for us as well as unburden our staff from having to deal with packages that come in on a daily basis so that they can focus more on important items. Residents will also be able to access these packages 24-7, which will be more convenient for them as well. A couple of weeks in, and we've already raised rents and fees. Lots of work ahead of us, and I'm sure obstacles we'll, we'll, we'll face. But as usual, we'll be proactive and persistent to be ahead of the game versus behind so that we can not only survive obstacles, but thrive during those times. In order to do these deals, it took a team, a team with a lot of hardworking individuals with the same goal, which is to create a win-win scenario for our residents and for our investors, a win for our residents by creating a better living experience, by taking great care in the community in which they reside in, and for our investors by increasing the NOI through raising income and reducing expenses wherever possible, which creates cash flow and ultimately a nice return on their money. Every deal has obstacles before closing and while you own it. It's, it's how you deal with those obstacles that separate you. Being proactive and diligent go a long way. I'm excited for our investors that hit a home run with Midtown on Seneca and excited for our investors that have joined us on Mission Antigua. For all of you asset managers out there, it isn't the most sexy part of what we do but it's where the real money is made. And I commend you for the asset management work that you do. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I'm Gary Lipsky with Break of Day Capital, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week.